This episode of the Raptors Community Podcast is brought to you by raptorscommunity.com. Go to www.raptorscommunity.com for the best Raptors archives. This episode is also brought to you by at Baller Nation 6. Make sure to follow at Baller Nation 6 for all of the best basketball content on Instagram. Now to the episode. I'm excited because it kind of sways away from what we usually do, Yan. And I think that a lot of the viewers will like this one because I actually get a lot of people, I don't know if this happens to you, but I have a lot of people reach out to me sometimes and they'll be like, can I be a part of your page? Can I do this? Can I do that? And I think that this pod will teach people how to lay the groundwork for making their own podcast or not even necessarily a podcast, but I think primarily we'll focus on an Instagram page. Yeah. Right. Is that what we're going to talk about mostly? And then maybe we can dabble in the pod because I think the pod is also a good thing for people to do to develop like skills in their life. If they want to learn how to public speak or stuff like that, Exactly. this can help if you want to learn how to do Photoshop, stuff like that. So, you know, you can take it away and just start telling us your story about like how Baller Nation 6 on Instagram came to be. Right, so I started this a lot, like, it's going to be three years this, or ne- next June, it'll be three years. So it's been like two, just just over two years now, since I started my first Instagram page, and that was called Sports Coaster, and I started that in 2017, it must have been, and the thing with that page is, like, I got that to, like, 4,000 followers, and then Instagram took it down, because I, like, I, I was the scummiest person, like, I used to, like, I found this free app, where you could like pictures and then Instagram would give you free or like the app would give you free likes. So I would just like <laughs> spam that. And so I like, I had like 3000 bought followers and all this shit. And like all my likes were fake and it was just stupid. I was like, it was ridiculous. And then yeah. Instagram finally took that page down. And then, so I was like, all right, well, fuck, I just got to start again. And so it's, it's uh, February, 2018 is when I started baller nation six and at the beginning it was called sc nation six like sc sports coaster because that was sort of the route i was taking but that name sucked ass so i switched it to baller nation and six has always been my number so i just went with that but yeah ever since the start of this account i just thought that i'd focus all my attention on the quality of the content and not so much the amount of likes and followers i have and just focus more on the fact that i just love basketball and really put my own personal opinions and point of views in this. And so you see a lot, a lot of my posts are my own personal opinions, right? And just, it really just personalizing this account. So that's sort of how I began. That's sort of like how I created this account and my inspiration behind it. Yeah, mine was similar. I I find it's always really, the toughest part is getting past like a thousand real followers and then it it's exponential and, Obviously, it depends on time of season when you start it. I think a good time to start is the beginning of the season. Yeah. For me, I started it a little under two years ago, and it started off as an NBA. I don't remember the name. I think it was uh, – I have no idea. It was some stupid NBA name, and it was based for the entire NBA. Yeah. But I found that trying to cover all the content of, like, an NBA season is, like – insanely difficult so i was like fuck that um and so i switched to raptors only content 
Yeah. And like just sticking with my team and it really helped it grow. And obviously um, the growth was exponential once the Raptors, I think once they hit the second round, the growth was just exponential from there. Like I was at like 3000 followers, I think um, mm. like just months ago. And then now it's like almost tripled. So obviously time of the season matters and I'm not going to dive too deep into the specifics of how it grew, but cause I want to do like a, a section now where we just do, you know, you can make a point as to like a tip yeah. for them, like one tip you learn, then I'll do one and then we'll keep going bouncing off each other back and forth until, until for we sure. know we feel satisfied with it. For sure. The biggest, I think I think I said this in the intro, but the biggest thing is just, loving or liking at least like for me i love the game of basketball but even if you don't like like i love it with a passion like legit tomorrow i'm driving four hours to vancouver watching a game at 7 30 local time driving back four hours that night i'm getting back in my house at probably like three in the morning and then i have to wake up for work tomorrow because it's the only it's the only time an nba game is gonna be in vancouver all year and or the only time I, the only one I can actually go. It's like, I just, I fucking love the NBA. And so for me, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter how many likes I get. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter how many followers I get. And again, you don't, have, like, I'm not saying that if you don't, if, like, if you wouldn't go drive four hours to a game and four hours back, like, that doesn't mean you love basketball. But I'm just showing y'all, like, I really love basketball. So it doesn't matter how many likes your followers or who agrees with me or who doesn't agree with me. No matter what's going on, I'm always going to love basketball. And that's the biggest thing. If you love what you do, then it really the, the content comes naturally to you and you care less about what other people think and just more about what you want to do so that's the biggest thing like love what you do yeah i, I think just to reiterate like if you love what you're doing mm-hmm. then and you're not considering like the monetary uh, potential of an account then you're going to be way more successful than someone who's looking into it just to be like i want to make money I want to have like social media influence and they're just trying to get to like a hundred thousand followers as fast as they can. And they're only thinking about the money because those are the people that end up quitting. Yeah. And those are the people who won't be successful. If you love it, then you'll consistently do it. No matter if you have like a hundred followers, if you have 10,000 or a hundred thousand, because you'll just do it for fun. And if you keep doing it for fun and you produce, um, and this is my point I'm going to say is my tip is producing really, really high quality content. That's huge. That's something I wish I did earlier because my content wasn't always like good quality. And I'm referring not just to like picture quality, which is important, but also yeah. like timely posts and having really good uh, content for people to enjoy and to really hit that demographic that you want to hit. Whether that be like, and I think most of my fans seem to be like teens who like love basketball, I guess, and who are huge Raptor fans. Yeah. Um, whether that be your demographic or you're targeting like the, the 35 year old or 50 year old super fan, it really mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's just all about, they'll all get attracted to the same thing. They'll all yeah. get attracted to good quality content and obviously good engagement with your community. And that's something that that's huge. you got to really do. Yes. Yeah, and that's a huge thing is, is, um, communication between you and the fan base. It adds trust to it, which will help you make money eventually. And it also helps just, it's more fun. Like if you're not engaging with them, it's, it's no fun. Yeah. I heard that. Like I've responded to every single DM since I began this account, like every DM request and all this stuff, all these 
like I, I just always respond to people's DMs because I just appreciate the fact that they take the time out of their day to give me their opinions, even if it's "fuck you," I'm putting a hit on your family <laughs> because you don't think Derek Rose is good. Which or, it will like, be. Which it'll be like that. Yeah. <laughs> the the last last year, I went through a fa- like I, I said Derek Rose shouldn't be an all star, and I listed all the guards that are better than him. And granted, maybe Danny Green isn't better than Derek Rose, but still, like motherfuckers are out there in my comments telling me to die and shit. I'm like, bruh. Like, calm down a little bit. And, like, they all up in my DMs. I still responded to all of them, though. Like, I still, like, I felt bad for them because, you know, that's sort of sad that you take time out of your day to, to say something, to tell someone they should die. But, you know what? It's it's how they roll. And I, I really couldn't care less because, well, they're obviously not serious. But still, like, I, no matter who DMs me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond back. But the next thing for me would be collaborating with other accounts. That's how I really began and people always dm me they're like yo how'd you start how'd you get your first thousand followers all that stuff for me i just collaborated with other big accounts i would sit down and dm big accounts with up to up to like two million followers i would just dm them all like yo i want to make content for you i'll do it free all this stuff and a lot of them wouldn't wouldn't even open my messages and the one and out of the everyone who did open my messages even few even like a little bit of them would reply and the ones who did reply there'd be like three or four maybe that would actually be willing to work with me and so like really it's a grind but when you find the good few people like hoops nation in at the early in the early beginnings for me hoops nation they they reposted a lot of my stuff because well i don't like i was i was consistent and i always uh, i was easy to work with and i was i was trustworthy as well so like that's the thing and i reached out to all these big accounts even like fan pages like yourself, I reached out with to those guys too. And yeah, so collaborating was huge for me. Yeah. You have to grind at first to get yeah. people's attention and you have to show that you care. I think it's hard to get people's attention, especially like big pages. And, and yeah. it's really, really tough to even have them even look at your message. Like if they look at your message, sometimes that's a win. Yeah. Like that's how that's what just shows you how cutthroat it can be. So you can't get down from it either. It's like you can't get down from the amount of rejection because, you know, you put yourself out there, you're like asking them. It, it really doesn't matter if they say no or if they don't ignore it. Like it's it's like shoot your shot and you got to yeah. shoot your shot with this stuff. And with every post you make, and this is going to be my my second point, is always include a hashtag and your hashtags. And sometimes if you want, you can include location too. Because yeah. these will these will um, help Instagram's algorithm target your demographic directly. Yeah. And these are the things that can help get you on the explore page, which is where a lot of pages will blow up. So, yeah. and it's pretty simple. Like every time you post, like, don't be lazy. Add some hashtags. You don't have to put a bunch. You can put like a couple, like ideally just like most people just mass put them in. I think you can put like 30 on a post. So most people just mass put in like 30. But it's good to think about putting in the location and putting in specific hashtags that relate to your post. Yeah. And then I do also, like five or six hashtags. Yeah. Your page is like massive though. To be honest, your page is sick. Yeah. I, I don't know. I actually got to ask you. Um, your photos are probably one of the best on Instagram. Like your edits. What yeah, do you no. use? What tools do you use? Like you don't have to dive into all of it. You can just say like Photoshop or whatever. Yeah, no, the, I use obviously Photoshop. Like, I think that's, there's obviously other, other, uh, or whatever it is. There's other things, other companies who make programs to edit pictures. But for me, Photoshop is always A1, like it's most popular. 
Mm-hmm. And where I get my pictures, I used to just get them off Google, like Google Images. But Google, they made its weird um, adjustment now where you can't select the size of the image. Like, uh, like again, if you, this could all like sound like I'm talking in another language. If you have never done this, like if you don't create content. But for a lot of people, like, you know, like pixels are, right? So like there's a certain size of images. And if you get an image with like four pixels in it, then the image is going to be tiny. It's going to be really shitty. But mm-hmm. so Google, they used to make it so that you could select the amount of pixels you want in each image. So it could go up to like 4,000, like 12,000 pixels, right? So you could have really high quality images. But now they've just made it so you can like, so when you search, you can select a small, medium or large image. And so it's really like you, like there's no high quality pictures. So what I do, I just go on Getty Images. I'm just like, I'm sure you've heard of that, Getty yeah. Images. And people always say, well, there's a watermark in Getty Images. Well, here's the thing. The watermark's only in the bottom right corner. And if you just copy and paste the image on a Photoshop, a lot of times you can just crop the watermark out because the image is so big that you can just crop the watermark out. And there you have a really high quality picture of whoever you want it to be. Like, I don't know, this is, I sort of went really in depth there, but Getty Images, that's where I get all my pictures from. And all my stuff is edited on Photoshop. That's, that's yeah. the bottom line right there. Yeah. yeah, Getty is sick. I also use Photoshop for mine. Um, but yeah, Getty is definitely the place to be. I try, I've tried it, but mm. I don't have like the full Photoshop. I'm, you know, I'm on a budget. I might invest in it. Oh, I you should, probably should. I just, I just use the free version on. Can I just jump um, in real quick? Like, yeah, I don't know if I should say this or not, but Brett, don't pay for Photoshop, man. Like I didn't like <laughs> go on YouTube, look up how to get Photoshop for free. And just <laughs> legit, dude, that's what I did. Yeah, 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 that's enough of that. <laughs> just straight up. No, I'm no, just we saying. We, all, we both paid. Don't worry. We both paid. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually tried to do that for a cracked version. And didn't like, work? No, nah, it didn't really work. But right. anyway, moving away from that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give out, like, the best. Like, I've seen the videos on YouTube where people, like, give out dumb things. I'm just trying to give out, like, unique things how to grow like that I, that I haven't seen anyone else tell. That, that's all I'm saying yeah definitely i think yeah people keep almost try and keep this stuff like people act like there's some kind of secret with making a huge page yeah. but there's no secret like it's grind bro it's grind consistency that's it that's all yeah. it really takes Dude. and uh one thing that i hate that pages do is um make your photos instagram sized <laughs> this is yeah. my one tip i hate when people do like really wide photos it yeah. just like it just looks so bad yeah. Like it'll look, it'll look, your page will look more aesthetic if you make it like a certain size. Yeah. And it's like square, like just make it square or make it like long on the top and bottom, but don't make it wide. It just looks ugly. Yeah. Um, that's all, that's all you got to do is, and it also increases your, the quality of photo you're grabbing. Cause if you're grabbing a photo from wherever you're getting it from mm-hmm. and your photo is really wide and you're trying to change it to an Instagram photo, which is really square, then it can only take a maximum of the the length of the photo so it's gonna take so the wider it is the less quality you're gonna get out of your photo exactly so just make it square that's a simple tip i think people for some reason don't do just try and make it square in hd that's it yeah you do the for me i i like you know there's the square there's square and there's also the one where it's a little taller than it is wide Mm -hmm. you you know what i mean like if you go on my profile and you look at like without clicking on any post you just look at my profile and scroll through all my pictures like all of them before you actually click on them right when you see like the when you see all the pictures in the grid like you don't see the full picture because that's because i do like the 
the like it's taller than it is wide. Taller, you know I mean? right? Yeah, I don't know. About still, all... those ones still look nice. Yeah, I like the taller yeah. ones because because it still fits on your phone. The wide ones yeah. just just don't use landscape. Nope. That's that's yeah. Like the, that's what yeah, you're saying, that's... right? Like the really wide landscape ones are just they're yeah, trash. yeah. The really wide landscape ones. The tall ones, it's fine. Yeah. But when you make it wide, which is the opposite like direction, your phone is long. It's yeah. uh, just stupid. I it just looks horrible. I like to use the tall ones because a I can fit more on them. Like when I'm editing, I can fit more like writing at the top or whatever. And yeah. also they f- take up more space on your phone when you're scrolling through the feed, right? And so the posts take up mo- more space. I don't know. I'm just I'm an attention whore. Maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. Bit. All the stuff you post has me dying though all the time. Like uh, I don't even know. You just. I like how you always comment on your own. Yeah, on your own that, that's photos. huge, bro. That's huge. It's so funny. Because when you scroll through, if I look at your post, I can see your comment at the bottom without even yeah. clicking into the comments. So I just see you say something like either like funny or like stupid, and it just like yeah, it gets me in there sometimes. I'm like, you know, I got to check it out, go in there, see what people are saying about exactly. what you said. Because some of the stuff you say is like funny, and it just has me dying yeah right. i say like a little like sarcastic or like ignorant things <laughs> it's like pisses me. like i know it's gonna piss people off right but then those comments get a lot of likes and that that's huge like people everyone's gonna see it right and then it gets people to the comment section i was actually that, that was gonna be my next tip but like yeah that, that like commenting I and mean, i also i don't know why but i've like since i began i've always liked my own posts which like it's you're not supposed to do that but i just do like <laughs> i like all my posts like baller nation six is, has liked Baller Nation 6's posts the most out of anyone in history. Like, I've liked every single one of my posts I've ever posted. All, like, <laughs> 1,300 of them. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I don't know. I just do it. You gotta get the extra likes in there, you know? <laughs> one extra like can be the difference between 1,000 <laughs> followers and zero, so. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, who cares? Like, why is it, why yeah. would it, like, you know, you may as well get that extra yeah. like. If that... People will see it. Uh, maybe it'll cause some stir. It'll cause more traction. <laughs> You know, it's all about traction, and that's, I guess, what I'll do. My next point is um, you got to stick to what's hot. And when I say that, I say posting news that's recent is really important, and posting in a timely manner is important. So to, to, um, like, expand on that, posting on hot stuff means, like, you post something about, um, like, an NBA, like, a highlight from a game that's on today. Like, if there's, like, a massive Zion dunk, you put that on your page. Yeah. You put that on your page. You got to beat House of Highlights to that. Like, try and beat yeah. House of Highlights. That's your goal. Because if you're getting that up there on your page, the activity is going to be ridiculous. And for me, it's like, yeah, Pascal Siakam dunk or something like that. So try and stay yeah. on top of, like, NBA news and highlights. And then on the second point... Um, well, a, a, let me just jump in. A good example yeah. of that is, I'm like, not, I'm not, like, obviously plays and like if someone has a big dunk or whatever post that but also when there's a big storyline that's going around like recently there was the heights that were being released right like there's brand new player heights and everything yeah that, like that everyone was liking that shit like even like the minute i saw someone else post or because or in minute, re, minute i saw it on twitter or whatever i would post that person's height right like the Giannis, katie like those ones were just like they, they blew up right and yeah. were, like, for me they blew up because Again, like I don't, I don't know, it was re- it's in the it's in the news, and right now, right now it's about like the whole China and Daryl Morey thing, and that like I'd be a little bit more cautious on because that's political and shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I'm gonna be posting my opinion tomorrow, so yeah. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid all that. 
Yeah. No, usually you're, you're... When I, with my page, my goal is like I do um, only Raptors content on my yeah. post and then on my story, I dabble in the whole NBA. So yeah. I could, if I want to throw something on my story, but I'm just going to stay out of it. I don't really, uh, I, I'm not educated enough on what's happening there to give a, like an opinion that I actually feel strongly about. Like, yeah. I think that I have like the general demographic opinion and uh, I'm not going to jump into it right now. <laughs> yeah. Obviously don't like that's Yeah. Like don't post anything like that. You're not comfortable with posting. Like I'm yeah. just using like the China thing is something that right now is, is going on. And of course, like once the season starts and, Oh yeah, but yeah, posting about anyway. Yeah, we're just saying what you were saying. Just posting stuff that's hot in the news right now. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, actually, um, you had me a little sidetracked now. What's funny about the whole Daryl Morey thing is, like Houston, the Houston Rockets are the most popular team in China by far. Yeah. Because of Yao Ming, so the fact that it's like their their uh, GM saying that is mm-hmm. just like salt to the wound i think and i feel bad for um like the people of china because they obviously love basketball and i don't think china's gonna do anything like any they're not gonna they're probably not gonna end up cutting when you think about the revenue that's brought in from the sport to china and the jobs that are um dependent on maybe like media coverage of the sport Mm -hmm. um i don't think they're gonna they're gonna play with that they're gonna mess with that it's it's yeah. too beloved of a sport to take away, and they probably generate too much revenue in within the government to like take it away. I don't think one tweet is enough to cut ties completely between China and the NBA, right? Like, it's just one it's tweet. Ridiculous. It's so ridiculous how that caused all this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's move on. So, do you have any tips left that we haven't covered? Uh, I had collaborate collaboration. Oh, obviously high quality content. Yeah. Um, let me just think here. Wait, I think that posted for me at least a lot of stuff that a lot of stuff for me that blew up was posting unique content. Like, let's say that I'm just gonna use an example here. Like, let's say that like Giannis or whatever, or I know I'll use something that I that I just posted today. I found like I found this interesting stat that that someone else posted, and it was like the number of dunks in WNBA history compared to the number of dunks that Vince Carter had last season as a forty-two <laughs> yeah, year old NBA. Yeah, and it's like the same number. <laughs> and like honestly, like if you go on Google and you just type in funny NBA stats, legit, like that's I'm just saying this for anybody who just wants to get some content out there, funny NBA stats, just like rip those off google copy and paste that put that in your caption if you have like a picture of whoever the stats about like find a random picture of like if you don't have photoshop or anything go on google screenshot a picture of kobe put it put it there like put it as your post and then in the caption right kobe bryant's got more points in a in a half than katie's ever gotten a single game and it's something like that right like a, a, a fact that's gonna get a shit ton of likes i don't know it's like fun facts are always are always huge that's i don't like off the top of my head just saying. Isn't dunking, um, like, not allowed in the WNBA anymore? Is it not? I, really? Okay, this is not me hearing anything about it, but I heard from someone, like, who I worked with, and um, she said that they're not allowed to dunk anymore because, and this is obviously could be wrong, because um, they're, they have really fragile, girls have really fragile shoulders compared to guys, and when they when girls dunk there's a higher risk of like um 
tearing your rotator cuff <laughs> or something when you dunk. <laughs> I'm not trying to like discredit whoever told you that. I, I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Um, but <laughs> I'm just gonna put that cap. out there. I'm a, right. maybe it's a bit of a cap. I'm just gonna put that out there because this is something that someone actually said. And yeah. I was okay. Like, I was like, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I'm no like anthropologist. I'm no um, anatomist or whatever, like anatomy god. I don't know yeah. how someone's shoulder is gonna react. Like ah, whatever. <laughs> oh, one last tip I think for me is for me on my feed. I think that feed and story should be separate. Always, always be active on your story. I, what I've seen work best with myself and other creators is it make the feed more professional and have everything like tuned in or like have everything perfect, right? Make sure there's no mistakes or anything and make it all high quality content. But on your story, don't be afraid to get personal with it. Don't be afraid to say your own personal opinions. Don't be afraid to repost other people's content and, you know, say what you want about it, right? Like, I think that stories are there to be like very personal and like, don't be scared to really take the filter off, take the cap off really and show your followers who you really are. Right. Like share your opinions with the world. That's on your story at least. Yeah. Stories. It really doesn't matter. Like I just throw up whatever I want. I, it's good to do like people. I found that people really like when I put like quizzes up there, or if I put like, you know, the message box you can put up there to tell people yeah, to type into that, it, yeah. type an answer. That's like a big one. And the, the biggest one I think that people like, I got a lot of feedback for it was the quiz. So like, you know, you could go on and this is what I'll do is I'll search up random Toronto Raptors stats. And then yeah. I'll, I'll see, okay, the Raptors started in what, 95. Oh, um, their first draft pick was Stoudemire or something. So I would, um, for example, I'd throw that up there. I'd be like, who's the first person that the Raptors drafted and like you'd put like Damon Stoudemire, Amari Stoudemire, Vince Carter, like all this stuff. And then, uh, yeah, see who gets the answer right. And people like that, I think. So if you throw little quizzes on there on top of just throwing, like you just put as much in there as you really want. It's, it's kind of free game on the story because people love yeah. tuning into it. And if you get more story interactions, you'll get more page interactions too. Yeah. Like on, and I love how you said you just Google random facts. Like guys, Google is your friend. If you don't know what to post or you're trying to find inspiration, just go on Google and just type in something random, like funny NBA or whatever. Or go like if you're trying to, if you're if you just post videos or whatever, go on YouTube and now you can screen record it and shit on your phone. Or if, I don't know about Samsung, but on my phone, Apple, I can. I just go on like YouTube or funny NBA bloopers or whatever, screen record it and then put it up. Like that's what I would do if I was running. Like again, Google is your friend. Just go if you're ever. If you if you want to be inspired or something, just search in something funny on Google about the NBA and post that because that shit gets likes. The screen recording actually does a pretty good job, but if you want to take it one level yeah. further, you go on YouTube, right? And then you can search in YouTube to MP4 converter or something yeah. like that. And then just convert that bad boy right to a thing. Mm-hmm. And then chop it up as you want it. And like iMovie, which comes on like you can get on your phone. So yeah. you can chop it up on your phone or on your laptop. Or whatever other ones. There's like another good one is uh, Shotcut, is really good yeah. video, video editing software that a lot of people don't hear about. So Shotcut, one word. Um, that's a really good tool too, that I think is good for video editing specifically. Alrighty. Um, you have any other points you want to hit? Um, not at the top of my head right now. I should have prepared better. Maybe, maybe we can do like a part two or whatever. I don't know. 
Yeah, maybe we can hit it hit it again if people have questions. Maybe yeah. what we can do is like a mailbag section so I can like ask them for if they want to ask questions about growing a social media page and then I'll throw them in for like a second part. Yeah. And we can touch on that. But to finish this off, what we should do is each of us, if you have a question prepared, I'll ask you first. Okay. But we'll each ask each other one question for the upcoming NBA season just to keep it completely NBA related because that's what we do. Yeah. So my question to you is who do you think out of any team in the NBA will be any player in the NBA, I should say, will be a first time all-star this NBA season? This NBA season? I, I'm not just saying this because y'all are Raptors fans out there. I'm not just saying it because you're a Raptors <laughs> fan. You already can probably guess who I'm going to say, but Pascal Siakam right now, he might just go out and win himself a, or win himself an all-star selection. Uh, like he probably won't be a starter, but I could see him, I could see him coming off the bench because let's be honest, the East, they don't have a ton of great forwards or wings or whatever, however, front court, back court, however the voting's done. I think that after what we saw Pascal Siakam do last year in the playoffs, he's got a lot more fans. That fan vote counts a lot. And he's got talent as well. And, ta- and I think that at the end of the day, he's got what it takes to be a first-time All-Star in the NBA. Well, the one thing I'm worried about is when you go from like the second or 2B option to the first option – you instantly have the best defenders and double teams coming at you. So I just want to see how he adjusts to that. But I trust my guy. I believe in my guy. So I have to agree with you. It's got to be spicy P you're not in the West. So you don't have all these front court guys. You don't have like all these guys up in your, up in your business, like Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have these guys to compete against. You know, you got Giannis, you got everyone else who's in the East, but you're competing at the end of the day. It's like Pascal or Vucevic or Pascal or like Hobbley, Blake Griffin. I don't know. Those really seem like the guys that I think are on the fringe yeah. for the Eastern Conference. So I think that he can sneak in there. And I'm excited to see if he does because if he does, then that means the Raptors are likely in the playoff hunt. And I assume they will be at this point, but you, you really Kyle, never know. Do you think Kyle Lowry can get into the All-Star game again? I think that's... Um, the only way it would be is if it's um, like if your if the vote is kind of like um, based off his past what he's done in the past. I don't think this season he'll have the stats to be like oh he's definitely an all star, yeah. but I think people would be like oh it's Kyle Lowry he is an all star like he's just a perennial right. all star at this point. So if he is to make it, um, he would probably be averaging like thirteen and ten and make it kind of like last season, but. If he doesn't make it, I also wouldn't really be that surprised. But I don't know who he's competing against specifically when I'm trying to think of uh, the bottom tier of the Eastern Conference guards. There's not a ton of guards in the East right now. Kemba, Kyrie, obviously the headlines. Ben Mm -hmm. Simmons will be up there. Yeah. You obviously got Reggie Jackson's going to be there for sure. Uh, Kyle Korver, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was being serious for a second only, bro. <laughs> These guys comparing Kyle Lowry to Kyle Korver. <laughs> Who's the better Kyle? That's the real question. Yeah, that's fact. So Kyle Korver. Korver definitely the better shooter, though. Play that. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. What what team is he on now? In the he's, on the, he's on the Bucks the last year, wasn't he? Or he's no, he's in the Bucks now. I think. Yeah, he. I think he was. I think that he was shooting with Giannis all season or something, which means. Yeah. Imagine Giannis with Kyle Korver's shot release. <laughs> <laughs> it would be game over. <laughs> That's GG. It's, hang- it's quit. Anyway, my 
I'm going to put you on the spot here. As a Raptors fan, I want you to tell me each team in the Eastern Conference that could beat the Raptors in a best-of-seven series. Each team. Each team that is a lock to beat them. Each team that you um, think, if, like, if not a lock, if they, just in your opinion, all right. would beat them. So teams that would beat Toronto. In seven games. Definitely, definitely Milwaukee. Yeah. Definitely Philly. Yeah. Probably I'm gonna say yes, Boston. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100 percent sold on Indiana being that good, but I'm gonna say yes, Indiana too. Um, yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. This is where it can be a flip flop. I think that if these two, if like say like I don't know, maybe the Pacers sucked and somehow um, the Raptors and the oh, the Raptors and the Nets matched up at the four or five. That's a that's a fifty fifty. But when you look at it, I think they got Kyrie, so they have the better player, so they'd probably win that series too. So I'd say those five teams are, are better. Five. Okay. What but, are the teams? Uh, but the Nets fifty fifty. Right. What are the? Because okay. what are the teams? Is the is those five? Then Raptors. Then there's Detroit, which Detroit, Toronto, Orlando, um, Orlando. I don't know if there's any other teams that are good that I can think of. Um, I feel like we're definitely missing someone. I, I know. I need to look at a list of the teams in the East. <laughs> who am I forgetting? Oh, shoot. No, uh, no. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, Toronto – I think Toronto could, wouldn't beat Brooklyn. They don't have what it takes to beat Brooklyn, but I see them beating Indiana based on experience. What about uh, Miami? What about Miami? You think Toronto's oh, Miami. better than them? Yeah, Toronto could take Miami. If Miami gets Chris Paul, though, it could be a little different story. Cause... Yeah. All right. All right. I got, I got another one for you. All right. Um, we obviously know who the top tier in the NBA is. But yeah. what's the tier that's one move away from being a contender? Like, give me, like, three or four teams for you teams? think are one okay. move away. I... So, for me, there's four teams in the NBA who are true title contenders. And that's, obviously, Clippers and Lakers. And then Bucks and 76ers. Mm-hmm. Bucks and 76ers, 76ers are only there because they're in the Eastern Conference. But, yeah, those four teams are the four contenders. I think those are all locks, too. I don't yeah. think you can, you can argue any of them. You see all contenders. Under that, though, I've gone with the little wild – like, there's one wild card team, which are the Houston Rockets for me. I could see them just fucking around and going to the NBA Finals. If they get caught on the right side of the bracket and if James Harden just goes sicko mode – I could see it happening. I don't know. I like you need James Harden to go sicko mode, though. That's what yeah. you actually need. And I don't know if he can go sicko mode in the playoffs. I don't know. I haven't seen it thing. yet. Like, I think I'm the only one right now because now with Russell Westbrook, I think it's his new energy. I think it's new energy. I just – I'm the only one who – I, I don't know. I'm calling it right now. These guys, I'm not predicting it. I think they'll get to the – they could – obviously going to be in the second round. They might get to the third or, or – third round if they don't have to play one of the LAs in in the second round and yeah. go to the finals like probably not but I could you never like, know you really don't they yeah. still have the same cast that's that's the thing that people forget is yeah they kept the exact same team except they basically just swapped Chris Paul for Westbrook and if you're telling yeah. me Chris Paul's better than Westbrook then you're an idiot like yeah what are you talking about like they're definitely going to be better with him yeah the question is that- are they going to be that much better that they're going to be able to beat the Clippers, which I think is the best team, the Clippers or the Lakers. Like, I don't know. That's still, yeah, I mean, that's still well, like, it, maybe they can, maybe if they're a bounce, maybe they're like um, a James Harden snap away, you know, maybe James Harden just has to go off. I mean, they just, were, it. 
they were a Chris Paul injury away from the finals a few years ago. They were missing 27 straight threes away from yeah. the NBA finals a few years ago. They mm-hmm. should have they should have beat Golden State last year. They should have represented the Western Conference last year in the finals. They really should have. When KD went down, that was Houston's game. That was Houston's series to lose. That was Houston. They should have beat the Warriors that year or last year. They were tied 2-2 against Golden State, who had KD, who had who had Boogie at the time, who had all these guys. They should have won that series, but I mean the fuck they choked. If they had if they have uh Russell Westbrook, it could be a different story. Anyway, like enough about Houston. I just feel it. I feel it coming. I don't know why. I just like James Harden's got a different sort of energy about him this year. Like what he's been saying that he hasn't done anything yet in the NBA. He's, I don't know. I love my guy James Harden. For me, Houston's that X factor team. But mm-hmm. under, I, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I just want to touch on one more thing with Houston because honestly, I I'm a huge Harden fan. I love him. Um, I think that they're they're not like they have the team to contend right now. And I think that they should, and like you said, they should have won, and they should have won probably the NBA Finals in 2017, they or no, 2018. Yeah. And then last year, they should have probably went to the NBA Finals. Yeah. But I think this year, they might be the, and hear me out on this, they might be the Toronto Raptors of the 2019-2020 season when you consider two years of straight disappointment yeah, you you bring in a superstar onto yeah. your team, and now you're the hungriest team in the NBA. Like you should be the hungriest team That's true. in the NBA. There's no doubt about that that they should be the hungriest team. So why can't they go out and get a ring? Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's interesting. You bring two straight years of disappointment, two straight years against the same team as well. Yeah, and at the same at the at the hands of the same team. Obviously, yeah. Westbrook isn't anywhere close to Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, nowhere close right. to Kawhi. But they've got the team. And right now, what Toronto didn't have last year, they didn't have really a lot of winning experience in the playoffs, like as far as getting past the second round. I mean, guys like Ibaka and Marcus Gasol, they'd have all been far in the playoffs. But in Kyle Lowry as well, they've, like, they've been far in the playoffs. They just don't have any experience winning once they, get, once they got far in the playoffs. Same with Houston this year. Not a lot of so. Again, I like I don't I just don't know if, if Houston. I don't think they're as good as the Raptors were last year because obviously Kawhi Leonard was such like he was like San Antonio prepped him. Like you can thank the Spurs for that championship. Golly, <laughs> man. Golly. <laughs> that, that, that was half the Spurs, man. Danny Green. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, Danny Green was a huge part too. A lot of the Raptors fans like hated him by the end because. He didn't play that great in the finals besides game three, but yeah, it's facts. Like Danny does it two ways, so I don't think you can say yeah. that, you know. Like I think you just gotta give him his respect. And he, he showed up at points where it didn't really matter. And I'm gonna start doing a segment where I talk about um it's gonna I actually just came up with this now. It's gonna be like box scores that you forgot about. So right. this is a segment I'm gonna start like with um the Raptors. So good idea. you know, like Kawhi obviously had his forty one, but I'm gonna dive into that and look at what box score did we miss? That was like a big part of that game seven, right? Because that was like the Kawhi game. Yeah. But I feel like there. I feel like which, even which, I don't remember. I feel like there was another guy who obviously contributed second to him. So I want to look into that. And see. Right. Yeah. There's always that second star, yeah. or even like, or even like a player on the other team who just really shit the bed, right? Like it could be that too. Like you yeah. can look at Embiid's box score and be like, he shit the bed, or yeah. Which I, I'm assuming, like I don't really want to say that, but I feel like Embiid. If he's healthy this season, do you think he can win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year? 
staying healthy is tough, but if he can, he's got the talent. He's got the talent. Last year, last year I remember, I remember watching the second round of the playoffs against the Raptors, and Skip Bayless yes. was saying it each and every day. That series went as Joel Embiid went. Like, I'm not taking anything away from Kawhi. I'm not taking anything away from the Raptors. But when Joel Embiid was playing well, the Sixers were winning. When Joel Embiid was trash and sick and had two different bone fractures or different flu symptoms or whatever the fuck it was, when Joel Embiid wasn't on, the 76ers wouldn't, wasn't winning. But when, like, that, like that one game where Joel Embiid was doing the airplane and everything in Philadelphia and, like, crowd, and the, that was in game three, I think it was. And six, six yeah, yeah it, was, three, it was, like, the end of game three. Allen Iverson was there, yeah. and they were, like, basically. And Joel, that was Joel's that. game. And when Joel Embiid was on, the Raptors just couldn't, they didn't have an answer. I think that Joel Embiid's got the talent. He's, he's one of the most talented players in the NBA, and adding Al Horford this year is huge for the 76ers because now they don't have to play Joel Embiid each and every second of big games. They don't have to, like, they don't have to rely on Boban coming off the bench now. They got, they got a legit – he's an all-star. I mean, Al Horford's all-star caliber player. They got yeah. a guy like Al Horford in there. Yeah, and that's a huge pickup for them because then yeah. you, can, you can rest him and have him play, like, I don't know, like 30 – 35 minutes a game and and then you don't need him to play like necessarily crunch time if he's like yeah. feeling a little off and and um I don't know if you listened to the little post where he had him beat on but Embiid said that he's the kind of guy that um plays every game like it's like do or die and so yeah. every play is do or die so he's diving for balls and stuff and it's just I like, like that like like I like that but just just don't like not during the regular season like save yourself like during the playoffs 100% do that mm. like but just, I don't want to see him get injured. And he's yeah, the kind of <laughs> That's sort of like Kawhi Leonard, right? Like Kawhi Leonard is a perfect example of that. Resting all year long. We saw, like, we've seen it all his entire career. Not playing a lot mm-hmm. during the regular season. Not diving for balls and shit. But when the playoffs come around, I mean, he played, he played, he played three rounds of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Or two rounds of the Eastern Conference playoffs and the NBA Finals hurt. He played it on one leg. I mean, this like if that was regular season, he's not playing in any of those games. But playoffs, he knows when to turn it on. That that's just that's that's, that's what separates him. And I think if Joel Embiid can do that, because we we know he loves the game. He's not one of these guys who just doesn't like the game. We know he loves the game, and I don't know why people were criticizing him for crying after Game Seven. Like like I love it when I see players cry. When I see grown men crying after they lose a game of basketball. I just love that because that just shows how much they love the game. And Joel Embiid's one of these guys. He's got the part. He's got the passion. He's got the heart. Got the work ethic. He's got to stay healthy. It showed that he just loves it, right? He just yeah. wanted it so bad. And they're another team that might be, you know, yeah. like like I said with um, Houston, that they're like hungry too. Yeah. I feel like they're hungry to show that, like after the disappointing loss to, obviously Toronto was really disappointing, but even the year prior against the Celtics. A lot of people thought they were the best team in the East that year. Um, and then they end up losing to the Celtics in five. Yeah. Like, it's been disappointing. It's now it's been two straight years of disappointment of, like, these I – don't, I don't know what the word is, but, like, these wacky teams, I guess, that, you know, they got, like, a, a weird combination of players, like, over six foot six that are all just yeah. together. And it's just like, Celtics- what the fuck? like, what the fuck are yeah. they doing with this roster? But I like it this year. I think this year they have like probably the best roster out of the last yeah. four years, the you, last three years. Yeah, you mentioned hungry teams, and we bring up the Houston Rockets and how they lost two straight years to the Golden State Warriors. But let's let's think of the team that the Rockets beat to get to the Warriors. The Utah Jazz this year, I, they're hungry. 
And they got, and I mentioned players crying when they lose. They got Rudy Gobert. They got Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert cries when he doesn't get an All Star selection, though. He cries yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I fuck with that. Like, I really, I don't care. I love that. <laughs> like, just... the thing is with Rudy Gobert, like, when I see players crying when they when they uh, don't make don't make the All Star game, like, you get you get a bonus and shit, right? Like, I just think of it. Oh, Rudy Gobert would have sent that to his like family or whatever. And he's just crying because yeah, he can't cry. help He's probably crying, yeah. Exactly. Sense. Yeah. But I don't know. But, I mean, Utah Jazz are obviously a hunker team. But, yeah, I mean, back to the 76ers, Joel Embiid, he's got what it takes. I just can't see him playing enough games in the regular season to win Defense Player of the Year or MVP award. That's it. Right. We're, well, we were on track for something. I don't remember what the big – oh, yeah, we were on one move away teams, and then we got sidetracked. Yeah. And we were on uh, Houston as the wild card. And yeah. You can finish what you were saying with that. Uh, I've no, I've said everything about Houston. Just the teams that are like for me, there's the top tier, those four teams that I mentioned: Houston, yep. wild card, and then that second tier. That's teams like Utah. That's teams like the Denver Nuggets. There's no teams in the Eastern Conference that are in that second tier because really, other than the top two, I can't see, I can't see Brooklyn or I can't see Boston or Toronto winning. So yeah, I mean, after that, like the second tier for me, that seems like Brooklyn or not. Sorry, that's teams like uh, the Denver Nuggets, the Utah Jazz, uh, teams like that, really. Okay, so even I Golden think we State, covered sorry. Every... Yeah, Golden State too yeah. for sure. And then yeah, I agree. I think that maybe Boston could slide into that tier, but that depends completely on if Tatum takes another leap. And they don't takes... have. A big... Actually, it does not another leap, but takes a leap into, yeah. like, all-star contention. That, yeah. I think, is something that's interesting to think about because he had such hype in his first season. And then last season, similar to Donovan Mitchell, he just plateaued. Yeah. And, and that's okay. That's the second-year hump, I think. And then now it's the year where he's worked on something and he'll come up with, I don't know, maybe less. I, th- I know people always talk about this, but, like, maybe less deep twos, maybe takes threes drives because he doesn't have a lot of free throws maybe he drives more mm-hmm. and that'll unlock his game but he'll obviously have the ball in his hands more this season than he did last season so I think that's a good start for them and then if he develops into like a 20 20 not even like not like low 20s but like a 20 point per game score I think that's a big that's a big um check mark for them yeah I mean yeah I, I don't really watch a lot of Celtics games I've, they've never really entertained me that much but I predicted Boston to finish with the two seed in the Eastern Conference this year. And when I was at, like, uh, what's in it? Bucket Center, if you guys don't know who Bucket Center is, I recommend you checking him out. But I was on his live stream the other day, and he asked me about that. He's like, bro, why you got the, why you got the Celtics so high? And, like, honestly, I can't think of any logical reason. They're just that team that, like, every, te- every year there's that one team that just, like, surprises people. I think Boston is going to be that team that just fucks around and wins 54 games regular season, gets out in the second round, and just on to the next year like I don't like I think they'll win a lot of games this year I don't know why I just feel like they they will I just don't have an explanation I really don't I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah no doubt man um yeah I think this was a good episode next time we'll yeah for sure I think we'll do a, we'll do a mailbag so we'll hit up some of my followers and you if you want you can throw yeah, out no, the same thing yeah for sure and we'll try and get um like a good list of like fifth, 10 to 15 questions and yeah. we'll try and get as many as we can of more social media stuff. I think that's what people want to hear. And then maybe yeah. we can also do ask mailbag for just NBA related questions. They want to hear us talk about. So of course, yeah. once again, 
Yan, thank you for joining the pod as you always do. Make sure to follow him at Baller Nation Six. Obviously, one of the best IG pages thank on you. the gram. Thank you. Means a lot. All right. Thanks, homie. I'll talk to you again soon. Peace out.